Hello everyone, my name is Lee Nichols and I'm the Editor-in-Chief and Associate Publisher of Hydrocarbon Processing Magazine. And I'd like to welcome you to another installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Today, we're looking at the article, Selecting the Right Gas Analyzer to Optimize Monitoring of NOx and Other Emissions. This article is written by Michael Campus and Catherine Williams of Emerson Automation Solutions. It can be accessed through the May issue of Hydrocarbon Processing within the Process Controls, Instrumentation, and Automation section. Selecting the right gas analyzer to optimize monitoring of NOx and other emissions. Combustion processes of all types generate emissions of one kind or another. For example, hydrogen and carbon-based combustion processes produce water and carbon dioxide, respectively. Some emissions, such as the sulfur dioxide produced by the combustion of sulfur-laden fossil fuels, are classified as pollutants and are regulated by environmental agencies. Pollutants can be minimized by careful combustion control or by minimizing precursors in the fuel, such as choosing to burn low sulfur oil or coal. Pollutants that cannot be reduced sufficiently to meet regulations must be captured or converted through an emissions control system before release and treated to remove their problematic components before reaching the atmosphere. Pollutants from combustion processes are regulated around the world by local environmental agencies. In the U.S., the Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA, publishes and enforces regulations including 40 CFR 60 of New Source Performance Standards, 40 CFR 63 National Emission Standards for Hazardous Air Pollutants, 40 CFR 75 Emissions Monitoring Policy Manual, 40 CFR 96 Nitrogen Oxide, or NOx, Budget Trading Program. The European Commission, or EC, also has many air quality directives and standards, including the Industrial Emissions Directive, covering integrated pollution prevention and control to minimize or mitigate emissions in the atmosphere, water, and soil, as well as in waste from industrial and agricultural installations. These regulations become more stringent over time, so producers must stay up to date. For instance, 40 CFR 60 has expanded over the years and now incorporates minimum specifications for emissions monitoring, emission measurement methods, and performance specifications. While these general environmental concepts should be basic knowledge to anyone working with combustion processes in refineries and petrochemical plants, more information is required to deal with specific emissions. Understanding NOx emissions. One pollutant that often proves problematic is NOx because it can be generated by any combustion process using any type of fuel, since there are no specific precursors that can be avoided. NOx refers to a mixture of two compounds, nitric oxide and nitrogen dioxide, which can be, both become petrochemical pollutants in the atmosphere, ultimately causing acid rain. The two compounds tend to form together, but the proportion of the two is unimportant for the purposes of monitoring. The critical measurement is the overall total. Combustion controls, such as low NOx burners, help minimize formation to some extent, but these may result in other undesirable side effects. NOx can be reduced in the gas stream through chemical injection, but this requires accurate measurement. This article will consider two different approaches for continuous NOx measurement in a combustion gas stream. Measuring NOx with chemiluminescence. The first measurement method depends on a chemical effect called chemical luminescence, 
as the result of a chemical reaction of the intermediates nitric oxide and ozone, nitric dioxide is produced in an excited energy form. By emitting a photon in the excited state, the nitrogen dioxide returns it to its ground state. The light emission or chemiluminescence can be detected and measured. And based on the amount of light emitted, the number of nitric oxide molecules can be determined. None of the NOx molecules carried by a combustion gas stream are expected to be in an excited state, so this condition must be induced in the sample being analyzed, which requires several sequential steps. These steps include the following details. Number one, all nitrogen dioxide in the sample must be converted to nitric oxide. The sample gas stream passes through a heated bed of vitreous carbon, causing a reaction and turning more than 98% of nitrogen dioxide into nitric oxide and carbon monoxide. Nearly all NOx molecules are now nitric oxide, but the overall total remains essentially the same. Number two, a high voltage corona discharge in a low temperature co-fired ceramics generator module in the analyzer creates ozone from ambient atmospheric oxygen. A pure oxygen supply is not necessary. Number three, the ozone and nitric oxide are fed continuously into a chamber, where they react, creating nitrogen dioxide molecules. Approximately 10% of these molecules emerge from the reaction in the excited state. Number four, the excited nitrogen dioxide molecules emit their photon in the chamber and revert to the ground state. The spent reacted gases exit with the exhaust stream. In a chemiluminescence detection, or CLD, analyzer, the chamber in which nitric oxide and ozone reacts is fitted with a photodiode that can be read emissions with wavelengths between 500 nanometers and 2500 nanometers. The chemiluminescence in this chamber has its highest intensity around 1100 nanometers. Software analyzes the excited molecule count and extrapolates to project the NOx content percentages for the entire gas stream. A CLD analyzer typically requires a cold-dry sample stream, although some CLD analyzers can work with hot-wet sample gas streams because water vapor can quench the chemiluminescence effect before it can be captured, therefore causing an under-reporting of the true NOx level. CLD analyzers have been available for many years, and the technology has long been accepted as the standard reference method for NOx monitoring by the US EPA and other regulatory agencies including the European Standard EN14792-2017. Over the years, the overall performance, stability, and dur durability of commercial analyzers have improved. Among the various NOx measurement technology alternatives, CLD analyzers offer very wide user selectability NOx measurement ranges from 0 parts per million or ppm to 10 parts per million up to 10,000 ppm. They also have the lowest purchase cost and their operational costs are minimal, since there are no consumables, with only the converter material requiring periodic replacement at intervals of one year to three years. Present models do not require a pure oxygen supply, thus eliminating that expense. Some suppliers engineer the CLD without an internal vacuum pump, effectively removing a source of vibration that can compromise equipment integrity and reliability or add a maintenance requirement. 
Some emissions monitoring applications require measurement of other gas components in addition to NOx molecules. To expand the number of gases that a continuous emissions monitoring system, or CHEMS, can monitor, the CLD often needs to be packaged together with a second analyzer equipped with a non-dispersive infrared or non-dispersive ultraviolet photometer and pragmatic sensors. If the footprint and the expense of the extra analyzer are not concerns, then a CLD-based system can still be a very economical choice. However, in other situations, another approach can be used to simplify the measurement of a multiple components and to reduce the number of analyzers. Direct absorption spectroscopy for NOx and other pollutants. This second measurement method uses an entirely different approach. Direct absorption spectroscopy utilizes a given compound's capability to absorb specific wavelengths of electromagnetic radiation. The absorption at a given wavelength is measured, allowing an analyzer to detect and quantify the presence of various compounds of interest. Using this technology, a single analyzer can monitor a range of pollutants in a gas stream. The telltale spectral fingerprints for many polluting flue gas components can be observed in the near and mid-infrared sections of the electromagnetic spectrum. The ability to create radiation with wavelengths ranging from 800 nanometers to 12,000 nanometers depends on a mix of different types of lasers, each of which can be optimized and combined to generate outputs within specific segments of that larger range. One current technique is using tunable and multiple individual cascading lasers to cover this wide wavelength band, which is not possible with a single laser. Multiple lasers working together permit measurements of a longer list of specified chemical components. Quantum cascade laser technology offers fast, high-resolution spectroscopy to detect and identify a range of molecules in the mid-infrared wavelength range, coupled with tunable diode laser spectroscopy to cover the near-infrared band, a single instrument can provide greater insight in monitoring in both the near and mid-infrared range of spectroscopic light. Quantum cascade laser and tunable diode laser narrow line width allows scanning of individual peaks of identified components with minimum interference and without infiltration, reference cells, or chemometric manipulations. No consumables are necessary, ensuring a low life cycle cost. Quantum cascade lasers are fabricated to scan a desired wavelength spectrum using a laser chirp technique. To start the process, a quantum cascade laser is pulsed with electrical energy and heats up. As the temperature increases, the wavelength of the emitted light also increases. The duration of a chirp is about one microsecond, and, and in this time, it scans a spectrum of between one and three wave numbers. This act is performed with all the laser modules in sequence to cover the full range of critical frequencies to monitor each of the desired chemical components. Internal signal processing software takes the raw detector signal and converts it into a spectrum from which it can calculate the concentration of each analyte. Quantum cascade lasers can be chirped at a frequency of up to 100 kilohertz, gathering many thousands of spectra in a few seconds. Advanced Signal processing enables real-time validation of measurements and reduces the need for calibrations. Multiple reflection cells enable absorption pass lengths of 2 meters up to 5 meters compared to 200 millimeters for conventional NDIR photometry. 
This technology is capable of very high sensitivity, allowing it in some situations to reach into parts per billion ranges, or PPB ranges. This approach offers many advantages for chems and refineries and petrochemical plants. NOx is certainly a major area of concern, but other pollutants may be added to the list, including carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, ammonia, sulfur dioxide, water vapor, and oxygen. Where it is necessary to monitor a list of components in a gas stream, a particular analyzer can make all the required measurements. Sophisticated models can monitor up to 12 gases, so that fewer analyzers may be necessary. Naturally, not all analyzer models are designed to handle all of these measurements, as such capabilities are costly, and few applications need that degree of flexibility. More frequently, three to five components might require monitoring, so a user can choose the model that can measure only the components of interest to minimize analyzer costs and complexity. Cascade, quantum cascade laser and tunable diode laser-based analyzers can take a variety of forms, making them easy to install in plant environments. Many are now robust enough to be mounted in the field without a traditional analyzer shelter. These field-mounted housings minimize the distance between the analyzer and the duct sampling point, reducing the lag time to capture a measurement. Some housings are even certified for hazardous areas, eliminating the need for a purge shelter. Internal components are often highly modular, allowing field replacements of major subsystems, including the actual laser module, thereby ensuring high availability. Some analyzers can take the sample stream directly from the stack in the hot-wet state to keep acid gases from condensing. These types of analyzers often need some internal adjustment of the reading when the limitation value is stated on a dry basis, but they have the advantage of not requiring gas conditioning to convert the stream to cold-dry. This conditioning, by necessity, removes water-soluble components from the sample stream, which is a drawback in certain applications. A hot-wet stream also sends particulates into the analyzer, which can create deposits if not captured separately. Treating the sample stream beforehand to cool it and remove moisture creates a cold-dry stream that is free of particulates, providing pollutant-level readings as specified in regulations with no adjustment required. Many tools are available to measure NOx and other pollutants from combustion processes in refineries and petrochemical plants. Given the full range of available options, plant personnel can select an approach that is ideally suited for a given application. You've been listening to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Remember, to subscribe to The Main Column podcast, you can click on the subscribe button on the podcast page, or you can use your smartphone by saying, Hey Google, Alexa, or Siri, subscribe me to The Main Column podcast.